0: Welcome to the Confident Money Podcast, where we talk money, finances, and accounting for real people without all the technical jargon, patronizing, and gatekeeping. I'm your host, Caitlin Magnuson, and I'm going to be your new finance bestie. Today, we're going to be talking about what I call the anti budget. For any of you that are huge Dave Ramsey fans or love budgeting, love using Mint, you need a budget. This may not be the episode for you, but if you have tried everything under the sun for budgeting and you're struggling with it, I encourage you to really take a listen to this episode and maybe even listen to it twice, take some notes, because I'm the person that for the longest time in my 20s thought that I was bad at money which also like, how often do we tell ourselves that I'm, I'm you know, I'm bad at money. Oh, I'm shit at money. I just don't know what I'm doing. It's confusing. Like all, all of those lies that we tell ourselves. So I want you to understand that you may very well not be bad at money. You may be trying to work with your money or plan for your money in ways that don't work for who you are. that don't work for your lifestyle. I hate feeling restricted by a budget. You want to know, I save so much more money and have grown my income so much since I stopped stressing over a budget. And it's been really interesting to watch my clients do the same. So we have a mix of people, you know, some people love budgeting. They know exactly how much they need every month. They're like, yep, if I have this, I'm good to go. I know exactly where it goes. I have a line item for everything. You know, clothes, food, rent, car, gas. Cool. Go for it. I am a huge proponent of doing exactly what works for you. And if that's what's working for you, there's no shame in that game. However, if it's not, let's talk about how you can do the anti-budget. And again, there are so many different ways to do this. The way that I've heard some people do it. So the anti-budget essentially is this concept of you have money that comes into your account. You prioritize all of the bills that you know have to be paid. And then you automate any of your savings, retirement, or debt pay down goals. Everything else is left over for yourself. This works really well for most of us because a lot of us will, especially if money's tight, you'll log on and you'll check your bank account oh, I have $500 in there. Like I can go to the grocery store. I can go out with friends. I can go to a restaurant. I can go do this thing. Or you have $5 in your account. You're like, oh, I can't, I can't do that. Like I have to wait until I get paid. We're doing that anyways. So where can we be using that to work with our spending and our goals? So for some people, this looks like paying yourself at the beginning of the month. If you're self-employed, paying all of your bills, and then the rest of the money is yours for the month. And it needs to last for the month for some people. I'm one of these. I pay myself twice a month. I have set up my bills accordingly and you can move your bills. Most of them at least. So the first half of the month, it's my mortgage. It's insurance. It's there's one other payment that comes out and it's utilities. The second half of the month is a car and our tractor and any other bills so that we have our cash flow spread out throughout the month. And those coincide with when I pay myself for some people monthly works great for some people weekly is better and you divvy everything up accordingly. My husband, when he was still working a separate job and you know, we had separate finances, he laid all of his bills out and lined them out with how his paychecks would hit. Cause he got paid every two weeks, which is tough because it means your pay dates rotate throughout the month. So I like being paid twice a month on set dates because it's so much easier. I get paid, I think on the 5th and the 20th. And that falls in line with when my bills are due because I've moved some of them so that it works with that. My car payment was originally due like the 12th. So it fell on the first half of the month, which I hated. I called them, or actually I was able to change it online. It was super easy because I hate calling people if I don't have to. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe and join our community at confidentmoneypodcast.com, where we share resources and all of the money happenings. Plus, you can send feedback and suggestions for what you'd like to see covered in future episodes. That's confidentmoneypodcast.com. Okay, back to the show. So you can do that and you can move things around. The whole concept of this, because I always hated the idea that like, oh, you have $20 to spend on, I don't know, your eyebrows and you have $200 on clothes and you have whatever on this. That's not how I spend. I might not shop for clothes for six months and then I might go drop a big chunk of change and those are my clothes for the next six months to three years. So it didn't work for me. And then to be carrying that over from month to month, to be tracking it, that did not work with how my brain is. Even better, part of this anti-budget and part of what you can be automating are your retirement savings or debt payoff goals. So for example, in the last episode where we talked about income and expenses and making sure that you're making enough to actually pay for your average expenses, let's say for example, that you need $4,000 a month to pay your average bills over the last three months. Cool. Let's say you make $5,000 a month and take home. That leaves you hypothetically with thousand dollars a month left over. What you could be doing, if you work for a traditional employer, a lot of them will let you split your paycheck up and you can actually send them to other accounts. This works really well because you can say, okay, if I get paid twice a month, that means I have $500 extra per paycheck. How do you want that going? Where do you want that going? Are you already hitting your retirement goals that you want to be hitting? Do you have some savings goals? Do you have a home down payment? Do you have travel? You can split your paycheck up. And if you can't, if your employer doesn't allow you to split your paycheck between multiple accounts, so basically the whole point of doing that is so it's one less thing that you have to be doing. Because if you get $2,500 deposited into your account and you have to go move that money, if you're anything like me, you'll catch yourself going, oh yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that next week. I'll do that whenever. And you tell yourself these stories and then, whoops, there's an extra, you know, $1,000 a month spent. Or maybe you end up moving like $200 over when it could have been a thousand, if that money is just removed from the equation and you check your account and it's not there, you're probably not going to go spend it unless it's a true emergency. So out of sight, out of mind. And it's one less thing that you need to be doing by automating it. If your employer doesn't allow you, or maybe you're self-employed and what you can do then is you can set up automatic transfers from your bank accounts. Let's say all of your money You know, you pay yourself into your checking account or your employer pays you into your checking account, and you know that you get paid either every two weeks or once a month or twice a month. You can set up automatic transfers that coincide with those dates. So, what I recommend doing is let's say you get paid every other Friday. We're going to give a nice, an actual real example here. So, I'm pulling the calendar up. Let's say you get paid on Friday, the 25th of February, and then you get paid again on the 11th. If you were going to be automating, transfers, I would automate it for two business days after you get paid, because sometimes you have a holiday, sometimes you have a snag, sometimes there's a glitch, and we don't want you, depending on how close you run your checking account, we don't want you overdrafting for no reason, right? So we want to make sure that money hits your account, but then we want this to be taken care of. So in this case, I would be looking at having that transfer come out on the 28th or the 1st, which is one or two business days after, and then again, if we toggle down here, on the 14th or the 15th of March. And what this does is this moves the money. And same thing, you know, depending on when you get paid, just pick a couple of business days after and have that be the set frequency that your money is getting moved to wherever you want it to go. Whether it's a Roth IRA, a traditional IRA, a savings account, whether you're paying extra towards debt, which by the way, we're talking about how to be prioritizing debt versus savings versus retirement in the next episode. So With that, you have then taken a lot of the work out of what you need to do to meet your goals. And now you're left with $4,000 a month. Cool. 2,000 per paycheck. You're good to go. So you don't have to be stressing about what, what you need to move and like having just the mental energy. This is something that you can set once and you can leave alone until you need to update it for whatever your goals are. Maybe you hit those goals and your savings accounts are, you know, killing it and you've done exactly what you needed. Cool. At that point, adjust it. If you get a raise and you notice you're making more, that's a really good time to go in and adjust these goals. Or maybe you change jobs and you're making more. Cool. So what are your goals looking like then? Do you have an extra thousand dollars a month? Okay. I'm a really big proponent of treating yourself at least the first month. So maybe of that thousand dollars, you're going to take 500 of it. You're going to do something fun. And then going forward, you figure out something or even take the whole thousand dollars the first month. I don't care, but make a plan and stick with it for whatever your goals are. And then adjust all of your automations when your pay changes. Same thing if you're self-employed, if you notice that your business has been growing and growing and growing, you're like, Oh my God, I now have this, you know, $20,000 buffer sitting in my business account and I've paid all my business expenses and I I have extra profit, which is great. Instead of paying it all to yourself and YOLOing, which like, by all means, treat yourself. Maybe that means it's time to increase what you're moving to yourself every month. And then adjust your savings and your retirement and your investment goals accordingly, but also take time to acknowledge the big jump that you've made and to celebrate and to do something fun. And maybe like for some people, maybe that is paying a debt off. I think that's a little bit boring, but for some people it's super liberating. For me, it would be probably taking a a solo day, going to town, going to the spa, getting a facial, going to my favorite place to get lunch and a mango margarita, which by the way, like, mm, so craving those right now. And then just going home, like having a leisurely day for me. That is one of my favorite ways to celebrate is to just go take some time to myself and have a quiet, nourishing day that may look totally different for you. And there is nothing wrong with that. But if you're not acknowledging and taking time to treat yourself along the journey, what's the point of all of this? Like, sure. You can be reaching for your goals and you can be super ambitious. And I support all of that. I am very ambitious. I am very driven. And I think it is even more important when you are to be taking the time to appreciate things as you go. So set up your goals, identify what they are, automate them either through your paycheck with your employer. If you are an S corp and you pay yourself via payroll, like you should be able to split all of those, um, accordingly. And if you can't do that, then set up automatic transfers and just have it out of sight, out of mind. I have a savings account at a separate bank from where my primary checking is that I have money go to. And I've never activated the debit card that goes to that account. I have it buried somewhere, I think because if I need to get to it, it takes several days. So if it's an emergency, I can absolutely go tap that. But it's not just me needing to transfer it from one account back to my other. Because if it was that, it would be really easy for me to move the money over. So by making it a little bit more difficult for me to access and setting automated transfer goals. And then what I do is every three to six months. I increase those, assuming that it's in line with my personal goals. I increase my investing contributions. I increase my savings contributions. I may increase my debt payoff contributions. And I may only do one of those at a time so that I'm not feeling overwhelmed. But there's no reason here that you can't be achieving your goals, living your life, and not spending an hour or two every week going through your budget and laying out line by line where you're at which is why I like looking back like we did in the last episode at the last three months to see what your actual realistic spending is. Because I think the problem that a lot of us have is we have this tendency to underestimate what we actually spend in a month. So by pulling real bank records, real credit card records, and then at least every year going through and assessing those is really beneficial because your life may change. You may be spending more or less and that's okay, But we want to go do that like three month look back. Normally that'll capture some insurance, that'll capture clothes, that'll capture the weird incidentals that come up that we always forget to factor in. And it'll capture your realistic Uber Eats or DoorDash, not what you think you're spending, not what you want to be spending. So by doing that and working within how we are actually doing things now, again, assuming that we are making more than we're spending, because you got to get that nailed down first. Then once you're making more than you're spending you can see what you have left over for goals and you can automate those goals. That is the whole premise here of the anti-budget. Same thing with automating your payments, automate your bill pay whenever possible. Um, and with your credit cards, if you are in the process of paying off credit cards or paying off student loans or paying off any debt, automate the minimum payment per month with credit cards. I mean, and it may be something stupid, right? We might be talking like $37. We might be talking a couple hundred, but by automating it, you are making sure that if you forget, if you have a busy month that you don't have to remember to go pay those bills, because if you forget to pay them, it can ding your credit score. It can ding your confidence. And then if you have a big goal of debt payoff, which hop to the next episode because we're going to talk about how to, how and when to prioritize debt payoff. By setting the minimum payment, it then leaves you free and clear to throw any extra money that you want to be allocating at that debt and then know that all of your bases are covered. Versus I've had it happen where someone's like, oh, well, I'm really working on paying that card off. Like, I don't want to do just the minimum payment. I want to pay more than that. Setting the minimum payment doesn't mean that you can't be paying more than that. It just means that that minimum payment is going to automatically get handled for you, and then you can throw extra at it. You can pay to your credit card every week if that's something that you want to be doing. You can pay to it once a month. It doesn't matter so long as you're at least hitting that minimum payment while you're paying it off so that you don't get hit with a late payment fee. Again, this is about you making personal finance personal for you. So taking what resonates from this, giving it a try, giving it three months, making an adjustment after that time, you know, maybe changing some of your savings goals, maybe, you know, realizing you need to make more income or that subscription that you canceled was something that you actually really use a lot. None of these are like, none of the things that you can do are wrong, except for trying to do things that don't work with who you are. So if this version of anti-budget, you're like, whoa, absolutely not. I'm going to stick to mint. I'm going to review everything once a week. Like that feels really good for me. That feels empowering. Do that. If that feels like it makes you want to stab your eyes out, which is how I feel about budgeting. Here's an alternative. Take what you like, implement it in your life, drop what doesn't and make changes as you go along. If you loved this episode, make sure to leave a five-star review for a chance to win a free financial strategy session with yours truly, Caitlin Magnuson. We do the drawing the first week of every month and to be eligible, you'll want to leave a five-star review and include your IG handle so we can contact the winner. I'll see you next time where we'll chat real finances for real people.